Andy does love some Andy. It's like you're inside of my head. <laughs> what is your fascination with Peterson? Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. Dear future me, <laughs> don't go to the courthouse. The Katie's moral a- of the story is don't leave your martial arts equipment and your other coat in a parallel dimension. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. <laughs> I'm Andy and I like every comic that's ever been made. I would not go to Jonathan Frake's booth because I would get space herpes. And now your hosts. Luke Matthews. It's really cool because when they put out UV lights that raves, I don't need to put sparkles on my skin because I'm already sparkly. And beans. British so. paperbacks are taller than American paperbacks. It does kind of infuriate me. So as much <laughs> as I'm making fun of you, I completely agree. Eddie Isaac. Have you seen the movies Thinner and uh, Drag Me to Hell? Yeah, that's real shit right there. <laughs> J- yeah, um, you, you do not disrespect an old gypsy woman. And Andy Padel. So I'm, I'm rocking the... Uh, oh, what's... Uh, shit. You're rocking the shit. I'm rocking the shit right now. Welcome, everybody, to episode 34 of the Trade Secrets Podcast. Dun, dun, dun. I am your host, Luke Matthews, and today I am joined by Andrew Padel. Hi. And Bean. <laughs> And Edmund Isaac. Damn it, I was going to steal Joel's line again. Ah, uh, you forgot. You forgot, he's not even here. What is his line? Our Joel is in another castle. Uh, he could not make it tonight because of work bullshit, so it's just the four of us. Hammerite champion. And we... I just watched that again. It's awesome. And we are going to be talking about this week, Batman Earth One. This is Eddie's suggestion for the show. Hell yeah, Batman business. It is an Elseworlds title that was released in 2012. It was written by Jeff Johns and uh, the artist done by Gary Frank. It's only available at a hardcover, so this would qualify by our previous discussion as a graphic, graphic novel. novel. I was thinking of that. Mm-hmm. It was not trade. released individually. No, not a trade. Correct. Um, but Batman is not a superhero. He really he, Batman is not is, a superhero. By definition, he is not a superhero. No, I just listened to the last show, and I'm like, he, no, no, he, he, you know what? He he's performed, a hero, but he performs, you know, he performs superhuman type feats, feats that normal men cannot. But perform. they are not superhuman by definition because they he's are the they they he's, are the limits of human capacity. Mm-hmm. But they are not superhuman. He's you just would say a the really limits of human guy. capacity. I would say they are the height of human capacity. He is Olympic level. No, that's athlete. fine. That's that's yeah. fine. But that's not so superhuman. So are Olympic level right? athletes. Superhuman. But super- they don't fight crime. Superhuman. The definition of superhuman, in my eyes, and and in the definition that is spelled out both in the DC and the Marvel universes, is exceeding human capacity in something in some way that human kind is just plain not capable of a superpower is something like superman shooting beams I, out of his eyes I or flying that. or blah blah blah, blah. mutant genes so like like being i mean being a god batman's Meta- humans yeah, batman's yeah. not a superhero iron man is not a superhero um iron man tech tech just heroes an asshole with a lot of money yeah tech yeah. heroes i don't count as superheroes cyborgs because they require be. tech right uh cyborgs, so cyborgs, cyborgs well, are a gray area but i would kind of consider them someone super someone who's in wearing some a way. suit of some sort is one thing if the tech is actually is part merged of them, with their body yeah that's yeah, yeah. well okay so with, so iron man with the uh with the whatchamacallit armor 
the um, extremist. The extremist, extremist armor. It's, it's in his. Yeah, no, that's in his. That's totally that, then that would totally be super that year until it. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> like, like, um, there, there are gray areas, like, like Captain America, because in the definition of well, he's Captain America, serum, and here's the thing about Captain America's abilities is that in the definition of Captain America's abilities, peak. technically the superhuman, the super soldier serum brought him to the peak of human capability, really? except for the aging. Yeah. That's I would fair. I would say he counts as a superhero. That's, he's yeah, he's, Ameri- he's got crazy stuff. But going he's right. got yeah, he can do things that humans just wouldn't even dream of doing. His right, it's it's an interesting gray area, and it depends on the definitions that you find. But it's it's back really- in my days, little Stevie Rogers <laughs> couldn't even run half a mile. Uh, so okay, so in, so Batman and Captain America in a fist fight, does, does Captain America easily best Batman or or? Yeah, depends mm. on how much preparation Batman. That's has. the thing. It depends, <laughs> much, it depends <laughs> how much tech Batman has. Yeah, Batman, I mean, I'm talking about a raw throwdown. Okay. I'm talking about raw throwdown with no technology. Batman and Batman and Captain America in their undies with no technology. Ba- Captain America destroys him every day. Hmm. Okay, he might be able to dodge for a while, but he's not going to win a flat out fist fight with Captain. So America. So you're saying he does no that. damage to Captain America. Captain America. Captain America's faster, stronger, has better endurance. Uh, is I mean, I would say that they're probably equally trained. Batman might actually be better trained than Captain America. Depending on which version of Batman you're talking about. And which version of Captain America you're talking about. Yeah. Blah, 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 whatever. This is true, yes. Um, but the, you know, I just think, like, I, I said this on Twitter and I got a bunch of people, like, up in my face about it. Like, Batman, I think Batman is a clear-cut case of not superhero. He's a hero. He does heroic things. He is definite. He's a vigilante. Quote unquote, Batman is what would happen if the Punisher won the lottery. Yeah. Right? Punisher's not a superhero, Punisher's and nobody not- would argue that. But, point you know, but, he, but you know the thing is, his is superpower that- is privilege. Like I said last episode, <laughs> Bat- But Batman is he is this. This is why he is, is a- that even even with tech and and things and money at his disposal and all these other things he. He is constantly around super powered people, sure, and is able to yes, with the right things, hold his own. Like that is, if if we gave you access, are you saying that if we gave you access to Batman's tech because it's all fantasy? But Batman's well, not some of it has been done anyway. But but you know what I'm saying, Batman's tech, money, so on and so forth, training that you could you could mirror him. Me? Yes. No. Luke doesn't he, have the but, rage but that's of, the th- but like, that's the thing. having parents shot by evil people and living in a city that's filled with death and sin. Not to mention the fact that I'm not saying that he's not an extraordinarily well-trained human being. You know, he, he's got training that I don't have. He's got knowledge that I don't have. He is clearly genius-level smart, I mean, his, which his, I am not, well, just his obviously. Inst- his instincts and the things that he sees that other people like, those are... But that it's makes not, him a hero. It makes him a hero. It doesn't make him a superhero because he, Joseph every, Campbell says hero. Yes, super. Eh. But technically, <laughs> the hero is the is the chosen one. Right? Yeah, the superhero. So in some way, thing. for his quest, he is chosen. 
Yeah. He just doesn't, he doesn't have, and I'm not, it's weird because people almost take offense at me saying this. They're okay. like, we're not he's so, a fucking, he's, fucking, he's a superhero, god damn it. You okay, so, so is the same, Batman's face. does the same like, thing equivocate for, for villains, made the between a villain and a supervillain. So Joker is just a villain. Yes. Okay. Is he's Mr. super, he's super smart, he's super completely whack jobbed, and he's, he's disfigured. Now Freeze is in a suit, so he's not a supervillain because for, he's in a suit. He, he's, uh. Just a head. Yeah. <laughs> He's a cyborg. Um, Wait, no. so Freeze is a cyborg. Cyborg, option C. Freeze, yeah, option C. It's Cyborgs like, are this they, weird, like, gray well, area freeze, thing. But freeze, you can take him out of the suit, though. Well, wait, not really. It depends on which version In the Batman annual that was just published, he, he can be removed Oh, the, the reboot. It also depends on which version of Freeze. In the old universe, there was a while where he was just a skinny dude in a big suit. In a suit, exactly. He was never Arnold he was Schwarzenegger. Arnold. He was Arnold in the um, suit. Solomon I mean, Grundy, not a supervillain. No, Grundy would be a supervillain. Grundy would be he's a supervillain. Because he's, re, he's reanimated. Oh. He's a reanimated He's course. an undead. He's Grundy. undead. Yeah, my bad. Uh, magic hurts him really fucking bad. Magic hurts everyone in the DC universe. Magic hurts Superman. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Magic is one of his... So his what's what's Zatanna is the, the DC magic sh- user, right? One of them. Yeah, so, she's one yeah. of them because I, well, but see, see, okay, so would Doctor Strange be a superhero? No, uh, no, that's I. That's magic is, is a weird issue. Is access to magic making but a superhero I, I a villain? Consider, yes, no, I consider it it wrong. No, why? Because it's not any sort of enhancement; it's control over something else. That's like saying, but if it's control really over something that not all humans can, can do. Act, have right. access to. Steve Irwin could probably control a tiger. I'm not going to say he was a superhero, <laughs> but is he controlling the tiger by magic, uh, or just because? Okay, he's so Steve let's Irwin. take so let's take Doctor Doom. Is he a supervillain in the Ultimate Universe? Yes. Because he has been physically altered by gamma rays to change him into somebody that is super superhuman and has weird legs. backwards legs. However, and stuff. but but even in his regular, even in the regular universe, right? He had access to magic. He became very adept at magic because his mother was a gypsy and then See, he learned it, magic. So this the magic argument is one that that is clearly a gray area. But in my opinion, access to magic and the use of magic makes someone so super. How about we continue this conversation without magic and cyborgs? Magic and cyborgs eliminated. Okay. okay, so Morbius, he's a vampire. He's not magical. He's okay, got, so, it's a, it's so does virus. that make him? Does yeah, it he's make superhuman. Him super- Un- he undead, undead beings are, are granted superhuman abilities, and therefore, I believe that they qualify as super superheroes or supervillains. So technically, God, Skinner Sweet is a super yes. anti-hero. Vampires. Well, see, and that's that's where we get into the weird magic thing because in some universes, you know, vampires are a magical thing. Exactly, Whatever. vampires have but, access to magic, so it's kind of like it, it was science though with Morbius. Right, yeah. it was science. Okay, so access to science. I'm not saying okay. Okay, I mean, first like of all, let me let me let me let me say something just... here. I'm not saying that this definition is universal or easily applied across the board. I'm simply saying Batman is not does not qualify as a superhero. So by Luke's because definition, we sit Batman here and talk is... about we sit here and talk about cyborgs and magic and undead. Batman is none of those things. Batman has no enhancements to his humanity that make him more than human. Unless it is technologically or entitlement granted, right? Entitlement uh, granted. So, oh, like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. his ability to get into the swankiest parties in Gotham City does not make him a superhuman. Oh, God. He does it All as right? Bruce Wayne. Check it out, yeah. right? So, Batman, not super anything, okay? Jason Todd, superhero. 
Who's Jason Todd? Why? Why? Because he's undead. He's technically reanimated. He's, re- he's, re- he's reanimated. He's got regenerative powers. If he if he retains if he retained regenerative powers then, after then coming yes. out of the Lazarus pit, I would but agree he that he is superhuman. He has not. Doesn't he? If, doesn't. If a human being dies and then is just regenerated and is returned to the state they were at before they died, I don't see that as being superhuman. So now what? So what do we consider? People? And that's and you can, you can, can get wait, this wait, 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 smug well, grin on, on your face all you want, but Actually, that's no, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, to our listeners, I apologize for the past five minutes and probably what's going to be the next <laughs> ten minutes of this conversation. That's fine. Fast forward for about ten minutes and we might be done. No, maybe. <laughs> what, so what? So what do you consider Starfire because he's an alien and now she's on Earth? She's just an alien form, or is she a okay? She's Cy- super. Cyborg's magic and aliens. And aliens are out. Yeah. Superman's <laughs> an alien. Yes, the so Superman's an alien. So I think aliens count as super. Alien count. Aliens count as superhuman. Uh, it's well, they're not heroes. human though. They're they're, they're super. Like, she's a humanoid. Super okay, wait. Super Superman heroes. would technically be a humanoid. What's the red lantern cat? <laughs> it's super. Okay, so the term the term is actually superheroes. Okay, so if you super have villains, so if you have something but, that endows you with powers, like let's take green, like a green light lantern. Because of the yeah, ring, you're, you're, as long so, as you have yeah, the, the ring, ring you're, as long as you have the ring, you're superhuman. I'll, because I'll, that ring grants you powers that you would not have as a normal human. On the other hand, uh, fucking Batman's batarang is not a superhuman ability, or a grappling hook is not a superhuman ability, or his fucking bat shark repellent is not a superhuman okay, okay, ability. So what about Hawkgirl? She's an alien. She can fly. Okay. She has a mace. Without the mace, she's really shit because she's just a regular person with wings. But that she has wings. She can fly. She can fly. So, so Angel, 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 as an example, is a superhuman. He's a mu- so okay. So Mut- mutants, mu- are super, mutants are superhuman. Yes, mutants that are granted abilities that are above and beyond normal humanity are are I would consider superhumans. Now, even the, Cipher. D- even Cypher, yes. <laughs> stupid. Even, even Domino? Just the abilities even Domino? Dazzler's Dazzler? superhuman just because oh. she's stupid Domino, doesn't mean she's uh, not superhuman. Longshot, his power is Longshot's luck. Longshot's an alien. Uh-huh. But he's an alien. Uh-huh. Gambit, totally super. Gambit's totally superhuman. Like, well, yes. They, they, they toned Gambit down, actually. I, you know, they did. If you have to... If you have to... If you have to make excuses to shoehorn someone into the superhuman definition, then they're not superhuman. However... If they have powers that bring them beyond superhuman, then or beyond human, then they're fucking super. Okay, like so right, Wolver- it's, it's so fairly Wolverine straightforward. Before the skeleton was, would you consider him superhuman? Absolutely, because, yes. because of his regenerator. His regenerative ability was beyond human capacity. Therefore, he was a superhuman before he had the skeleton, and that was the reason he got recruited into into Weapon X. That's the same reason Deadpool got recruited into and Weapon X Sabretooth. and Sabretooth because they all had this ability to that. That allowed them to do things to them that they Wait, wouldn't be able Deadpool, to do to normal I humans. Deadpool was dying of cancer. Yeah, he, he, was, he was dying of cancer. Yeah, I don't think uh, he had regenerative uh, powers. Sure. He was dying. So okay. Sa- Sabretooth, His yes, secret Maverick, power is yes. cancer. So Deadpool's... Sabretooth, Maverick, yeah, okay. Deadpool was... Deadpool so Deadpool Fox. didn't have powers before. He was just a... He's just nuts. He's a, he's a walking yep. tumor. That, does yeah. he came Wait, from does the, he, the but does Weapon 12 project. So he has regenerative powers now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now he's a superhuman. Because it, that's all, such a stretch, though. <laughs> it altered, is. I mean, it's. It, it, why aren't we altered? talking about flaming carrot man? <laughs> <laughs> if you qualify as one of the mystery men, you probably are not a superhero. <laughs> yes. Well, flaming carrot man's a superhero. Being altered. Okay, so on to, the on the Watchmen, who was where people say that Mister uh, Doctor Manhattan, of Dr. course, Manhattan, Manhattan, Manhattan clearly, Osmandius, Osmandius was he? Now was he a superhero? No, he was. Ozymandias was just super genius. He wasn't. He was he didn't fast, have, but he was super fast. Well, for a okay. human being, he was exceptionally fast. You're, you're right. It, the way they portray him in the comic book and the movie, he is. Uh, 
He, I mean, he, he, I think he would be superhuman because his super speed is, is fast. It's a little unclear whose powers are exactly what. Exactly. In I don't know. And if I, that's I'm, absolutely on purpose. I, I don't know if I'm going to lose credit or gain credit for saying I haven't seen Watchmen. Oh, God. Whatever. Have you read it? Have you read it? Have you read the Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah then so, you've seen yeah, the movie. Seen the movie. <laughs> There's slight differences, but I mean, it's obvious that, like, take comedian Rorschach, like, they are regular people. They're dudes. Uh-huh. They're regular dudes, but Ozymandias is a step above them. You know, Owlman, mm-hmm. of course, is the Batman of that 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 world. Right. Owlman and, and Silk Spectre don't have superpowers. Right. I, and, and that's the thing. Uh, like Anne said, Watchmen is left purposefully vague, right? right? They're not supposed to... They're not. You're not supposed to know whether these are superhumans or not. Right. You're you're kind of left in the dark because of the way the story is written. And so, and demigods, so like Hercules, Wonder Woman, them, they fall into the realm of superhumans oh, of because course. they're half god, half right. Like human. Thor is clearly a superhuman. I mean, he's a god. He's, but he's see, now not, we haven't figured he's out if he's a well, god or a demigod. But he's like, a god. whatever. It's is the he, the point is that he's not. He's he's beyond human capacity, right? He he is. And what what makes what pisses me off though is that Thor, being a god. Is is still limited? Is he like? Is he? Is did it make him less strong when he's on Earth? Because he should be thrashing everybody. He is a god. Well, it. Yeah. See, now we're getting into weird mythology about gods kicking other gods' ass. Mm. You know, if you think that's pre-superhero lit, right there. And we're also getting into uh, the mythologies of things like um, when angels when angels come to Earth, technically they become mortal. Right. right, because they have to give up their immortality to join the mortal plane. So, that was like, a really there's all kinds movie, of wasn't it? Which one? With Nick Cage. Oh yeah, but they're still given. But the thing is, when it comes Nick to Cage, Earth, he's an angel. There's also Michael Are you Drive from Angry? the eighties. No, 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 no. I totally know what you're talking about. And it was a terrible movie. City of Angels. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I have not seen City oh, of it's, Angels. Oh, it's 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 really bad. I, I was. But reading the, something, I was, was talking on the TV. more about um, the prophecy and, but depend, and others. Depending like, on the lore, depending on the lore, angels even in their mortal form still have an advantage. It definitely they definitely depends do. on the lore. Right, they still have an <laughs> Think advantage. Think of Lucifer. Over, right, comics. I mean, d- don't get me wrong. The angel, most angels will still have an <laughs> advantage, but when they, they they will still be superhuman, but they will be mortal, and that's that's the key. Right, they can, the kicker in is most they can mythologies die. is that they can the die. The kicker is that they can die. There is a really really good. RPG called The End that um, it was very very indie low print run didn't really go anywhere but it's got a spectacular history uh, like false post-apocalyptic history uh, based around the biblical apocalypse that is um, uh, the premise is basically that uh, the, the phrase the meek shall inherit the earth was literal and anybody and the um the phrase was that anybody um who was quote unquote too meek to choose heaven or hell god or satan basically meaning atheists um were ca- after the biblical apocalypse were cast back to earth and left in human form on an earth that had been ravaged by the biblical apocalypse mm. and in that storyline um, there's there's a specific part of the storyline where the archangel Michael um, uh, casts off his immortality because he disagrees with how God handled humanity in the apocalypse. So he uh, comes to earth after the gates of heaven are closed, becomes mortal, and then gets mortally wounded. And there's an entire cult in Colorado that centers around, basically there's, 
there's doctors spending 24-7 keeping Michael alive in a catatonic state, and there's an entire cult based around worshiping him. Like, sorry, that's kind of a tangent, but it's just like it kind of plays into the mythology. That that If anybody has an opportunity to get a hold of a copy of, of a game called The End, they released it with their own system once in the early 90s, and then they released it again under D20. the D20 system. Um, and... The D20 version isn't quite as good because they, they incorporated like the September 11th attacks and some things uh, into their hist- myth- mythological history. Um, but the, the, the history that they write out, because both of the guys that um, wrote the book uh, were theologians to some degree. That's good, because otherwise it, it smacks of... Yeah, no, it, they they actually the guys that wrote it know their shit, and the book is really good. Anyway, that's a that's a huge tangent. So I guess we're back to what. Can we're I reading. pull it? Pull, pull we it. Should no, we should come back to what okay. we're reading. Okay, what were you going to say though? Anna? At some point, I'm going to go. I, I I can now or later, but I'm go going to go on a rant of like Marvel superheroes versus DC superheroes and like their diverging purposes. Okay. DC superheroes are worshipped. Marvel ones are treated like scum. Kind of. DC superheroes are archetypal and become gods. Uh, and that's why everyone bristles when we say, oh my God, Batman actually doesn't have any superpowers. He's just a dude. With well, a really you got to cool think suit. he's not. He- As a ba- <laughs> not worshipped, though. No. Um, where I, on the other hand, the point of Marvel books is to make these people with crazy powers seem really human. Like it goes, you know, on and on about how Peter Parker mm-hmm. is this fucking awkward high school student. Versus, it's got webbing on the walls when his aunt busts in the room. It's just awkward. <laughs> it's just awkward, right? Uh, whereas Bruce Wayne is this guy on this like noble quest, mission from God, no one can stop us, et cetera, et cetera. Who's already on a platform in Gotham City, beca- or on a pedestal in Gotham City mm-hmm. because of his his station. Mm-hmm. So I I don't think there's that makes them better or worse superheroes. I just think that as a whole, the companies have two somewhat different visions for where they're going with their titles Absolutely. and with their heroes. Well, and that's the that's the other thing that, and that's one of the reasons why I actually don't like DC, and it's just because of personal tastes. That aesthetic that you're talking about, where all the superheroes are kind of gods and they're put on this pedestal, uh, kind of makes for this oddly cartoony like interpretation of their superhero world. With that. the exception of the Batman universe, if you if you, in my opinion, that both both companies have two separate universes. Marvel has their superhero books and their mutant books. Yeah, that's and fair. that's a very yeah. it's very distinct worlds. And in the DC universe, they have the Superman and Wonder Woman part of their universe and the Batman part of their universe. Yeah, and they're both they're very disparate things it, because like the Batman universe is very dark and gritty and yep. and dirty and nasty. And the Superman Wonder Woman side of things is the polar fucking opposite. Bright colors and happy stories and blue. I mean, clearly, like, clearly, Metropolis is a far better place to live than Gotham. Like, right? If you read Batman books, Gotham is like because the, Chicago the, is say, clearly a better Chicago. place than Chicago. Yeah, like, like <laughs> Gotham way, is yeah, clearly yeah. fucking like the Detroit, yeah, or like of, of you know of the, the universe. And New York City, Metropolis is like the New York City. Like people, like New York City is not as dangerous as people think it is. Detroit is really fucking dangerous. Like. You know, so it's it's. I I agree with I agree with Anne though. I have to agree with Anne yeah. and say that you know, Marvel. A lot of the heroes in Marvel are hated. It's like the public does not embrace them. They don't like them. But and even if you like look at Justice League, they, they are in this tower above yeah. Earth. I mean, they are literally they are gods. They they are the paragon. Yeah, and they I couch mean, that in they couch that in an idea that 
that is how humanity would treat real superheroes, right? That Marvel's thing is humans are inherently cynical, and therefore if somebody superhuman came up, either either A, the government would lock them away and study them and never mm-hmm. let them do their thing, or B, humanity would hate them or have such humongous expectations of them that if they never lived, that they could never live up. I believe that, and I be- because because humanity typically typically fears what it doesn't understand anyway, and so I believe that humanity, if a real superhero emerged, humanity would not accept them with open arms. So Joel Either is that, or be it would be Honey Boo Boo Child all over again. <laughs> Joel's going to be listening to this episode about two minutes ago when you guys were talking about that. He's going to be like, "I'm reading a book about this right now," and for the life of me, I can't remember the fucking name of it is. It's like the spaceship crashes, and you know, the F, like the FBI guys show up to this site, you know, the, for this world's Superman, and they just like nuke it with flamethrowers. Oh, that was nuke uh, it from orbit. That was planetary. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was done in planetary, but this is a different book. Oh, okay. I know it's uh, superior, isn't it? Superior. Yeah. Thank you. Now, what I do say is that DC did with the Flashpoint. You go to Flashpoint Superman. Um, they read they they their story in that is that Superman was actually discovered by the government. And when he crashed Earth, and they've kept him captive, and mm-hmm. he's like a government. They only let him out to do certain things, and then they bring him right. They bring him right back. Now that is that is probably the truest version of actually what would happen. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that. I mean, depending on your view of the government, because they did the same thing with uh, when they did the the GI Joe Transformers crossover. And I know this is a cheesy way to go with this, <laughs> but uh, the. Uh, the ID, I think it was IDW side of it was actually really cool because they they set the whole thing in World War II, and um, at the time, uh, the American side of the war, the Allies had had found and allied with uh, Autobots basically, of course. and the Nazi side had found and rather than tried to ally with Decepticons, they had, they had done everything in their power to implant control devices into Megatron. (laughs) And they had, they found out the hard way that he couldn't be controlled basically. Um, so I mean, yeah. So summary, Marvel human, Marvel humanizes characters. DC deifies them. Yes. Da, 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 da. Um, anyway, so what we're supposed to be talking about right now is Batman Earth One. Hooray! Uh, Again, it is a, it is a hardcover graphic novel. It was released early in 2012. Um, it is by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. It is an Elseworlds Batman title that is, uh, I mean, whatever, what else do I need to to say other than Elseworlds? It's, it's a completely separate, like, it's not part of the main universe. It is a completely separate storyline. It's not part of the New Fifty Two. It's it's very similar. Uh, compare it to like Superman Red Sun. Yeah. It's, it's a completely I, separate thing. I, I really want to All Star Superman, right? All Star um, Superman, Batman Red like, Rain, All Star Batman, right? Yeah, like those are two. Uh, I I really like. My biggest problem is that I've read so many Batman reimaginings that I just wanted to call this Batman another goddamn Elseworlds <laughs> novel. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, as the person that's read the fewest bat books here, I enjoyed the hell out of this. My, oh yeah, no, it's my it's... Batman history goes like Batman Forever, the one with Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and like that's where you start. That's a... yeah. What? Oh, I know. I was a kid. It was traumatic. Oh. Um, 
But it's, it's a shame too because Jim Carrey is a brilliant casting choice yes! for the Riddler. But awesome man, that movie was bad. Uh, it's blue. Nice to meet you. <laughs> the best thing no, about no, that's the, Batman and Robin, that's Batman sir. And Robin. Yeah. The Riddler was Batman forever. Oh, Tommy Lee that Jones. was the one Tommy Lee Jones okay. is, yep. as the, yeah. pur- the purple best, Two-Face. The best, purple part, two-face. the best part about Batman Forever spice. was the soundtrack. The soundtrack was great. That had a U2 on it? Let's yeah, talk about yeah. Batman reboots, shall we? <laughs> while we're, while <laughs> we're at it. We're on the while we're talking about Batman reboots, let's talk about Batman reboots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yo, dog. Year one is the best. <laughs> Batman Year I One, you didn't you like, like it. No, I said that's the best. Batman. So Bat- I rebooted your Batman. The anime, you right? rebooted yeah. Batman. No, 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 no. The like <laughs> the one that goes into Long Halloween. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I get mixed up when people say Batman. I'm like thinking animated, and I'm thinking no, like no. because you know, Batman Gotham Knights was really good. Um, Batman Year One was really good. I, I thought Under the Red Hood was actually a great adaptation. Some people didn't like it, but I thought it was actually very good. Now, was Under the Red Hood the, uh, the movie, or was it the six-issue miniseries that you have, Jason Todd? You have both. And if the movie, though, the movie picks up, it's like, um, it's it, they show the death of Jason Todd, they show Ra's al Ghul take him to Lazarus Pits, and then there's a huge gap of time, and then Red Hood comes back to so It's a very awkward movie. There's like an hour of just black. <laughs> so, so it's, I asked so this it's earlier. Long Halloween and Hush rebooted. Yeah. I read Hush. <laughs> That's a thing. I read that. Hush mm-hmm. is good. Hush is... Hush, mm. Hush and Long. I thought Hush was good. Long Halloween is good. Mm. Uh, Killing Joke. Um, I read Dark Knight Returns. Classic. Killing Joke's awesome. Long Halloween and Killing Joke one. are great. Hush, I, mm. I I like Hush. Um, Battle for the Cow. That's a good one. Batman's that's nowhere in the book, but it's a really it's yeah, a good Battle for the Cow was uh, what oh, happened. Cowl, cowl. Yeah. I heard cow. Uh, <laughs> Battle <laughs> Battle for the Cow took place after Dark Side with the the gun. Batman, yeah, back Batman disappears. Time. He sends it back through time, and now they they got to Battle for the Cowl is actually an entire show about NBC trying to figure out where fucking Simon Cowl's gonna be. No. Oh boy. Moo. But um. What was um the after Gotham City got rev- uh, devastated by the earthquake? What was that? It's like a four part. Was it catac- cataclysm? Oh yeah. Um. Ooh. I actually don't think I ever read that one. It's good. I don't. I don't. It's, it's, it's it one is of one of the missed. better Batman stories. However, I just want to take a second and say, Batman Red Rain is the worst Elseworlds novel that really? has ever been done. Really? <laughs> really? What's it about? Uh, he becomes a vampire. Ah! <laughs> Oh, good God! It's Batman no. versus okay. Dracula. Oh, he becomes God. a va- uh, ba- uh, Batman becomes a oh, I've vampire heard about this, and he blows up the Wayne Manor so that everyone thinks that Bruce Wayne is dead. And at the end, he's like, "There is, or, <coughs> there is no Batman. There is only Batman. There is no Batman. Only I am Gotham's reckoning. <laughs> oh God, I picked up." Oh, Hipster my God. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I picked up Steve the Nightfall. I picked up the Nightfall trade at the comic shop the other day, and I'm ruined. I look at it, and ruined. all I can hear is all, all I can hear is every time I read Bane's voice, Hardy. all I can hear is fucking Tom Hardy. Now, can, like, can someone actually do that? The, the, the you were born in the, the or you were <laughs> raised in darkness. That's cute. I was. Raised, <laughs> you were you raised, raised in the, in the darkness. darkness. 
I was born, born in the idiot. darkness. <laughs> Thank you. I was wondering what would break first, your spirit or your body? Yeah, it's... Uh, I just want to like, put like awkward things in there. Like, I was wondering what would break first, your spirit or this handcrafted bone <laughs> teacup. <that I> <laughs> Turns out it was the, the teacup. Teacup. <laughs> Yeah, that because I I like flipped it open to the scene where he breaks Batman, and I'm just like, and all all I can hear is like, um, snap, crackle, pop, rice, crispy. I can't. Uh, I I won't kill you. It's like death is a release. It's just like <laughs> death is a release. I will only break you. <laughs> it's like oh, fuck you know I'm me. glad they uh, fuck you, Tom Hardy. They actually kept that canon in the um in the Justice League. What was it? They call it Doom. In the for the animated movie, but it's actually um, Babylon Tower of Bab- Tower, Tower of Babel. Babel, and because Bane recalls, he's like, "I broke the bi- I broke the man. Now I'll break. I broke the bat. Now I'll break the man." Yeah. Okay. So enough about reboots. Uh, let's one. talk about a reboot. Um, <laughs> Earth One. Earth One's an Elseworlds origin story, and. Uh, no big shock to anyone. Bruce Wayne's parents get killed. What uh, they in keep the book. that the same? Uh, they keep that the same. Um, How it's it's interesting because it it if anybody has watched Sherlock, I don't know if I'm the only dude. One that's totally okay. Watson Alfred. Um, yes. Uh, in in Sher- in the TV show of Sherlock, uh, Watson is played by um, what the fuck's his name? The guy Martin that's, uh, Martin Freeman. Who's the guy that's going to play Bilbo Baggins in The Hobbit? And um, was Arthur Dent? And was Arthur Dent? Yes, in in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, and the, basically, the way they rebooted Sherlock Holmes is it's in a modern day Benedict Cumberbatch pay, plays Sherlock Holmes, who is a kind of a eccentric, uh, not a psychopath, I'm a high functioning psych- sociopath, right? And Watson is a returning Afghani war vet hmm. who. Um, Basically falls in because he's got really good uh, like instincts for for uh, crime scene investigation and so on, and that's kind of the same thing that they do with with um, with Alfred in this book. They make him younger by quite a bit. He's a friend of um, a friend it's like of a the Wayne security Wayans. expert. That yeah. they yeah. well, there's friend. always been rumor that that Alfred was former SAS. That is not that has always been true. That's, that's been canon in books that he's. That he's former SAS. It's so. canon in the books, but they make him much more of a like. He's not so old that he's just he's a not Michael Caine in right, this book exactly, anymore. Right. He's he's comes back with a war injury clearly, but right. he's young enough that he. Um, that he the one part of the canon that they put in here that they don't really t- touch on in much of the other canon is that he toward the end of the book he's actually effectively he trains Batman in right. some ways like. Right. They go, gets him prepared. They go and, blow for blow, and mm-hmm. like Alfred holds his own against you know a man that's clearly like thirty years his junior. <laughs> yeah, and he like, well, perhaps um, he is ready. Yeah, well, the, perhaps the the basic premise of it is is still Batman. It's still his, his kids. His, his, as a kid, his parents get killed after going to a movie. The killer is different, of course, than it is in many of the other books. Um, it's just subtle variations, actually. There, it, it really is mostly. There's, there's a couple. One, well, I thought it was like a. Re, it was like retelling a fairy tale. Says she who is retelling fairy yeah. tales all the time. It's mm-hmm. like reinterpreting the characters and slightly changing the plot. But oh. I liked the characters, and I liked that we got to like see Penguin. 
who yeah. is normally Arthur totally Car- weak sauce. Arthur Cobblepot. He is actually just, yeah, he's, he's just awesome. Oswald Cobblepot. That's uh, it. Yeah. He's Arthur, not yeah, the yeah, penguin. Mayor Oswald Mayor, Cobblepot. Yeah, Mayor, yeah. With thank his you, signature thank penguin that, But thank you, Mr. Cobblepot. That Mayor I have Cobblepot. to say, yeah, that I have to say is one of my favorite lines in this where he's yeah. like, uh, th- thank you very much, Mr. Cobblepot. He's like, Mayor Cobblepot. It's Mayor Cobblepot to yeah. you. Like that's that's a great. It's like he's not saying, oh, he, oh, please call me Oswald. Call me he's Oswald. like, no, oh, please no. call me call Bear, me Mayor bitch. Cobblepot. There's a bitch. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's parents. a bitch at the end of that. Mayor Cobblepot. <laughs> there's a bitch at the end of that. I particularly is it Axe? Is that the guy with the, the yeah Axe? Being the being the biggest Batman fan at this table right now, I uh, what I enjoy is I actually enjoy the twist of of Oswald Cobblepot being mayor and them delving deeper into the actual the beginnings of Gotham City. If you read All-Star Western, you find out that the, the Arkhams were the ruling family in Gotham City for a very very long time and the Waynes and the like the three the three superior the three privileged families in in Gotham were the Arkhams, the Waynes and the Cobblepots. And if you read further into Batman lore, one of the other reasons why why Penguin is so pissed off is that his family got shoved under the fucking like under the rug, and the Arkham's pretty much all went nuts, which left the Waynes, you know, as the, the ruling family. And in this book, it touches on the fact that Martha Wayne was actually an Arkham, and so the Arkham's yeah. and Waynes married into each other. But the Arkham's all went crazy, hence the Arkham Asylum and Doctor Arkham and all other good stuff. One of the other things I like about it is that in the beginning of the very beginning of the book, Batman is like a goof, like he. He's just not. Yeah, he, he is he not. Sucks. Like, he is big. Yeah, he is truly rookie. Like he is in rookie mode. Not only he, he makes little, so many blunders. Little green. Yeah, his his yeah. his gun fucks up. He when he does get to the roof to get after the mm-hmm. dude, he gets blindsided. Batman never gets caught off guard. I like it was it a funny him. way to start a book. I liked yes, it a lot. It was, I, I actually I, really like that too, and I like the way that because they've done that with other versions of Batman as well. They've shown like. They've shown the time because in the Batman canon lore, they don't ever show that because it's like you're seeing Batman at his best. Right. They don't ever show him fucking up. But there had to have been a time where things weren't perfect. Right. And yeah. that's like Batman Begins shows some of that, right? Like Batman they, Year One, the animated does show him, right? So they yeah. they show him, and and I th- I liked the way they they did this because it was basically Batman Bruce Wayne had tech that he. Tried. Was, didn't know how to use, hadn't perfected, yep. and then that's when they have to bring um, Lucius, Fox, Lucius into Fox into it, and th- and that's one of the other kind of rebooted characters. They make Lucius Fox much younger, they and they mean, make him a he's a medical ex- uh, medical research or medical tech medical expert. tech expert, and and who you know has worked for the company has kind of gotten shunted into a, a side role at at Wayne Corporation, and. Um, I think all of the characters in general have been there. They've been made younger. There's not really, there isn't really a, like an Alfred like character. Even, even uh, James Gordon is more he's young, Batman yeah. begins type. James he's younger, Gordon. Yeah. He's like, he's a younger, um, even Harvey, um, not Harvey. Well, uh, then, um, Bullock. 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 Yeah. I yeah, like the Bullock. fact that they brought Bullock into the Who's comic. Bullock? Help. Bullock okay. was in the animated series. Okay. He was the PD. Yeah. Oh, he was sure, like sure. a big stocky yeah. dude in the No, he's series. fat. He in the animated yeah. and the other comics, he's usually this portly, this very portly. He was introduced in the animated series yes. actually and this as was uh as was Harley Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um 
And I I like the fact they brought Bullock in because he's but a character that I really like and everyone else hates. He's so <laughs> you know why? Because he's so in this he's so pompous though. In this in this mm-hmm. one he's like he's got this hundred million dollar like, smile. Yeah. He's, he's like but you know what? At the end of the book, I like the part at the end of the book where he's in that liquor store and he's like, I give whatever, yeah. whatever is the strongest. Whatever you got. <laughs> which kind of leads yeah. into the fact that you're like, oh, okay, I understand why he became fat. Right, because B- yeah. Bullock, Bullock in, in my opinion, was always kind of an interpretation of Eckhart from the Batman, the James, uh, the Danny... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Say Tim all Burton, the actors. Tim Burton Batman. Like, okay. he was... Because Eckhart was that just like cocky yeah. fucking yeah. I mean he Bullock was no, never you don't need no Batman Bullock was never corrupt right whereas right. Eckhart was but like I thought that that was kind of where that interpretation came from at least that's what it felt like in the comic in the mm-hmm. cartoon it was like they mm-hmm. needed that they needed that cop character that was going to be the counterpoint to Jim Jim Gordon right well in this one it's actually opposite because because Jim James is a he's corrupt somewhat. Like he yeah. looks the he other has way in the beginning. He, he looks yeah. the other way, and Harvey's your your stand up. Like we got to do the right thing. As even though Harvey wasn't corrupt, but if you compare him to Eckhart, Eckhart was corrupt, and James Gordon was the right. like, stand up like good cop. Yeah, of course, it was Eckhart. Hey, Eckhart, think about your future. future. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. I just realized the clever thing that this book is doing. Um, it's you can't do huge amounts of character development with Batman, and that might sound weird, but he's not going to have like radical flip flops in right, the right. way that Commissioner or not Commissioner Gordon is like. I have given up. And right, Batman's sad. not. The... Oh wait, I have found exactly like he's not that dynamic of a character. Like he's an awesome character, but he's not super dynamic. Yeah. But by making sort of the side characters that we're rooting for super dynamic and right. have like oh, major yeah. life shifts. Like, well, that this one. Like with Batman Bruce Wayne, he's a very one dimensional character. He's very driven for one goal. That's one true. of the best things about the Batman universe is the side characters. Like, yes. Gotham Central is phenomenal. Yes. Like, yeah, when you indeed. read that first volume indeed. and, you know, like the cops are going on what they think is a regular drug bust and they kick on the door and it's Mr. Freeze and Mr. Freeze is like, oh, fuck you. I got a freeze gun. Freeze is two. Freeze ray. Freeze ray. Freeze shatters ray. Shatters one. Ray. <laughs> and then the other guy's, like, got his leg frozen and uh, Mr. Freeze just walks by him because it does not matter. And then, you know, you have to deal with the repercussions of these guys got sent out on a call and they just got slaughtered because they're not in the same league. And then, he has a know, freeze gun, but does he have a giant steel barbed cockspear? You read that volume? Ah. Ah. Uh, but as we said... And here I was just <laughs> thinking about Dr. Horrible. God. <laughs> so, you, like, you know, you... Uh, Call you back after the fact. Sorry. hey <laughs> uh, So you, you know, you deal with how these people who are living their normal life just get wrecked because of a supervillain and how they, you know, continue doing their job. Uh-huh. And then you've got Bullock, who's like, "We don't need the Batman." And then you've got people like, "No, no, really, no, we need we, the no, Batman." No, really, yeah. we need the Batman. What's What's interesting to me about this book is that I feel like uh, th- there's there's one the the Bullock Gordon relationship is awesome. Mm. Um, it feels slightly derivative of the characters from Seven. Like it feels like Bullock is yeah, is Brad Pitt and and James Gordon is is Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman's character. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same thing because it's like that's right. Brad Pitt comes in with this like like gung ho attitude. I'm gonna fix I'm this gonna city fix this. and and and, yeah. and Morgan Freeman's like no <laughs> yeah, no you're not kid. Like <laughs> no, this place not. is Just gonna chew you up and spit go. you out and um. But I liked it, and I like I liked that arc for those two characters because that's mm-hmm. kind of the way they portrayed 
uh, Jim Gordon in the in the the new movies as well, where he kind of he has that arc of um, at the beginning he's very idealistic, and then he kind of gets beat down, and then has to redeem himself at the end, right? Um, Hamsterdam, that's what it is. Hamsterdam. Hamsterdam. The place in the so, wire okay. where, where they have the I'll, free I'll drugs. Follow my brain. Oh, <laughs> drugs That's what I was thinking. Nope. So you're talking about this relationship um, between these two, and it reminded me of uh, Lieutenant Daniels in the wire and how his arc. How Lieutenant he's Dan. <laughs> have you even seen the wire? No. Oh, you are such uh, a. You're not you say pleased. Lieutenant Daniels, and there's only one thing I think about. Not understand. So you've got this very very upright character who is you know obeying Real. the letter of the law to, I the, am to the T the law. and. His superior has He's not set dead. up this zone where they're just, you know, okay, all the drug users can go there, and it, like, drops the crime rate drastically, you know, all this stuff. And this guy, and the guy who's following the letter of the law sees that, oh, my God, we can't have this in our city, even though it's doing more good than mm-hmm. it's doing harm, mm-hmm. and just, you know, gets it shut down. Reminds me of the movie District B-18. Have you seen this Oh, yeah, yeah. That one's cool because it has parkour in it. Anyway, the... Where was I going to go? There was there was something. Oh, I was actually going to make a parallel because I I have seen. Um, I recently saw Dread the movie, and I've read some of the Dread comic books How in was the past. It? The it movie's good. good, really. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, I mean, it's it really is the Raid Redemption. I was say, in, <laughs> in a sci-fi setting, it's the same exact premise. Very very mm. simple. Plot. Hero goes into building controlled by criminals. Criminal Kills tells everything. everybody to kill cops. Cops kill everything on their way up to find bad guy. Like it's the same premise. With however, he fiction. never takes off his mask. However, it's true. Yeah. correct. No, uh, does it um, have judge death. What? what? It does not have judge Aww. death. Um, the thing about the the dread movie that I really liked, and it, it it's definitely. I mean, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here because I'm going to say that I actually didn't mind the original Judge Dread movie. I, no! it, I hated. It was awesome. I hated. I mean, in a. Stallone Stallone as Dread? No, not Stallone. I actually liked Stallone as Dread. Stallone physically as Dread was fun. Oh, yeah. Um, The the, the argument against it, and I'll try and keep this short, the argument against Stallone's Dread is that he's too heroic, which does make sense because Dread is not a hero. He is the letter of the law cop, and that law is fucked up in the world that he lives in but he still abides, he still abides by, it by it to the yeah. to the letter of the law and in the movie million people living in one city directly on top of each other <laughs> yeah um but it it we were talking earlier about how you know batman is a very one dimensional character he's got a one dimensional arc he doesn't really have an arc batman. because he has his inciting incident that turns him into batman and then he just kind of goes in a Batman. Linear motion. I'm Batman. Much like a flatline. And every the people you root for are the people around him, right? Mm-hmm. You root for the side characters. You root for Gordon and his and how he's trying to handle it. You root for Alfred. Barbara. You root for um, Alfred. You root for you know the Robins. You know, and those are the people that have the arcs. And I feel like that's the same thing. Like people who have been reviewing the Dread movie, they're like Dread. Well, Dread. There's not nothing redeemable about Dread, and he's there's nothing to root for. And I'm like, you're not really supposed to root for Dread. You're supposed to root for Anderson in that movie, because she's the chick that has the arc. She's mm-hmm. the chick that has the. She's the emotional center, and Dread is just the driving force. Yeah. That and is that's why you can see her face, aside from the whole bullshit reason about psychic abilities. Uh, yeah, and that's um, and that's the same thing I feel about Batman. Is like even in this book, he doesn't really have an arc. He yeah, just, a, he's like, not really. He's like, 
you're, still you know, on my mission. From on God. my mission, even though I'm even though I'm not prepared for it, and I'm going to get my ass beat for doing it. Because he never he never even arcs as Batman in this book. Like he yeah. never even he is by the end of this book he's still a rookie. Though I guess his mini arc is the fact that he uses the grapple gun and it actually works. Like, <laughs> that's like, true. Yeah, like that's, that's his, true. That's, that's his, his moment. Is he's falling an... off this building and he's like, fuck. And he shoots the but, gun and he's like, thank you, Lucius. Like, but isn't I that love an... guns. Wait, no, that's totally against everything. <laughs> yeah. But wait a minute, isn't that an arc for, isn't that more an arc for the for, grappling for, gun? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's just a, you know, it's I a mean, thing. he, this, this, I mean, this book is well, prop. it's, I mean, even even in the part like that that page you're looking at where he, where he comes through for the birthday boy yeah oh like where he busts through the he busts through the door, the wall it's like that that particular scene right there reminds me of the dark knight in the essence mm-hmm. that batman is so even though like in that he's old he's so strong that like he punches through a wall yeah, and like grabs a dude he he overpowers it's, because of his desire to Complete his to complete mission. His mission, like the, the Batman, is the as the character the 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 force that makes the continues him to drive forward. It's like he's shot, he's bruised, he's battered, but he's still able to participate in a fight. Like because he's just be, as psychopathic as the people he's following. Just as crazy. Indeed. Just as just as crazy. And I, I I do have to say that one of the things that I was that I appreciated in this book was the fact that. Um, yes, they had all this the side characters that you mm-hmm. would expect. You know, as Harvey Dent shows up for a little bit. Yeah, Barbara Gordon shows up Barbara for a little Gordon. bit. What's her um, face? Batgirl at the end. Barbara yeah, she Gordon. has the back. Yeah, yeah, she has the oh, back. Barbara, yeah, Barbara Gordon. Uh, she has the you know, the, Jim Gordon, all, Harvey Bullock, all these people show up. I'm glad that the yes, Oswald Cobblepot was technically the mastermind. But he was not, the but penguin. the core villain. He, a, he was not the Penguin, and B, the core villain was an, a newly introduced villain. Right. Birthday Boy was just as... He's a fucking serial killer. Uh-huh. And it wasn't... They didn't feel the need to bring in somebody like the like Joker, the Joker or, something, or right. something. And I liked... Poor Man's Calendar Man. Yeah, maybe. But I liked Birthday Boy <laughs> in this book. And, I, and because of the fact that they introduced that new character and uh, the other characters Max. were kind of uh, rebooted, I really, really felt like this was... This felt to me like a Batman movie. Hmm. It, yeah. it really felt like a rebooted Batman movie, and which is why it would be interesting, I think, to see them, if they're going to reboot the Batman franchise for Justice, for, the, for Justice League, it would be interesting to see them base it off of this that, version of the world, yeah. right? Awesome. Because they've got all the characters right, and you know they can bring Bullock into it, they can bring all these characters. I, 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 f- I do feel at times in this book like they knew they were doing a graphic novel that was self-contained, so I feel like they... I, I think they maybe went overboard trying to touch on too much at times. It seems like, like to be side characters to, or what? No, yeah. they want, I think that they wanted to. What they try to do is there are certain parts where they try to go too far into the backstory of the Waynes. When it's like we know and you've told us, and we kind of like like they walk past the old house, the, Ar- the old Arkham house, yeah. and stuff like that. But I, it still didn't bother me. But I the, the walking past the Arkham house had had. Was relevant to the story because that's where Later. Birthday Boy was. Birthday Boy, yeah. um, I just felt like it's like they have they have so many characters. They bring Harvey Dent in and Harvey Dent and Barbara Gordon and Jim Gordon and Oswald Cobblepot and Bullock and all these people. And it's like they try and hint at they hint at what you know and then 
hint at it just enough to turn it on its head. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Barbara Gordon, whose arc is exactly the way it is in the core universe prior to getting her back broken. Right. Um, I mean, shot. getting shot, whatever, getting her spine severed. Shot, yeah. raped, Killing having joke. pictures I know. taken over. Um, <sighs> but... <laughs> womeninrefrigerators.com um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, really have you not seen the women in refrigerators project nope check it out it's a just a listing of like all of the women superheroes that have gotten quote fridged oh god jesus wow. and a lot of responses by people who are either like wow that's terrible or, or like feminists or uh no warren misogynists no well no there's misogynist responses there's feminist responses there's responses from just people that are like wow not nah, i never thought about that or no it's not true the the men's get all messed up too yeah. don't make this so, gender well, that's, that's uh, not what i it was is. gonna say here um one thing that I noticed about this book is it seems like they're like, okay, so you need Bruce Wayne, you need his parents to get murdered, you need Alfred. Um, let's throw in some villains here. Who's not been the first villain that he's encountered? Uh, Penguin. Okay, we'll throw him in. Who can we hint to that are going to be villains later on? Um, Harvey Dent, sure. Uh, let's throw Riddler. in the Riddler thing at, the, right, know, at the, the last end. page. Um, let's um, let's talk about you know oh uh, Doctor Crane. Yeah, we can get a Scarecrow reference in there. That way we can go with the second arc. No matter you know which direction we can go, we've got Riddler up there. We've got Scarecrow. They left it open. I, yes, they left they left it open. I have to say, for anybody that picks this book up, one of the coolest one of the coolest hintings that they did in this book was when Bruce Wayne punches Harvey Dent and the panel is drawn to make his face look like Two-Face's face. Oh, right? Snap. His It's all... Oh, the the yeah. mouth is the right way. Like, if you block it off, that's yep. what Two-Face looks like. That's and true. I thought that was... That was an interesting. That was pretty, yep. That's an interesting way to so hint smart. at the character, right? And and I thought it was kind of a neat little like you know throwing the fans a bone it kind just, of thing. Is like we're not going to have Two Face, but here's a little Two Face. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we're not going to have Two Face, but we're going to punch Harvey Dent in the mouth once. <laughs> hey, hey, How about you. a little Two Face? <laughs> we'll punch him in the mouth. Mouth. Uh, mouth. Mouth. Um, Art in general. What do you think? Really good. I loved it. Uh, I disagree. I I don't what? think it's. I don't think it's. Here's the thing. I don't think it's horribly unique. Yeah, I was. It's generic. Um, it's, but I it's thought it was quality. But it's generic. I would tend to agree. It's very on par with uh, Steve Dillon. Is who it reminds me of. Hmm. A lot of the male characters look very similar. Yes, I agree with that. But at least Steve Dillon has his own style. That's oh, no, very distinctive. But whereas like if, if this you read Preacher or you read um, Punisher yeah. Max yeah. or what's like the, what's the new the one same. that he's he was he's doing an, another book now that's not that's not at all violent, which doesn't seem to fit anything Steve Dillon. But um, I yeah. can't remember what book it is. This, this artwork is. I, I think it's. Um, like you said, it's quality, right? The const- everything's constructed well, and the characters are recognizable, and the the artwork is it's good quality stuff. But it's definitely generic. It's definitely generic uh, Jim Lee copier kind of like mid late nineties okay. um, image artwork. Uh, I can see that, and it's there was um, only one <laughs> illustration that bothered me, and I can't find it at the moment. Which one but was it? It's the it's the one when. Batman and Alfred are having their knockdown throwout, mm-hmm. um, throwdown knockout, whatever, big fight. Uh, <laughs> the knockdown throwout. Yes, that. Yep, because so th- what's <laughs> what? happening what? is that Batman is pu- or Bruce Wayne is punching off Alfred's 
prosthesis. Kicking. He has a kicking, kicking off, off his, yeah, his prosthetic, his prosthetic leg. leg. But what it looks like is leg arm because of the <laughs> angle. Yeah. Okay. And that like was just arm. a poor, looks poor like a layout choice. And that was like the only thing that I w- was weirded out by. But in general, I thought that the characters were characterized well. You're right because and with his foot going off screen, to- it looks like a. Arm. It definitely looks like a fist wrap with a wrapping around his wrist. Yep. Right. Yeah, you're right. And and to be entirely honest, what the fuck kind of prosthesis is that? It's not one that's strapped on. Robot. <laughs> it's not a strap on. We. That's good to know. It. I mean, they're. It doesn't necessarily have to be a strap-on, but it's like this crazy robot prosthesis that doesn't have anything to do with reality. robot prosthesis. Yeah, fair. He's fucking Alfred. Yes, that's true. But he's not... He's not... Robot Alfred. He's not their butler yet, so... But he came from the government. (laughs) (laughs) They made him better, faster, stronger. What... One of the things early on in the book when they show his parents getting shot, what I thought was great was that they portrayed Bruce Wayne as a brat yeah. because yes. he says I don't have to do anything you say my parents are the richest in Gotham when I read that I was like I liked that oh because my Bruce, God. Like, he was really a spoiled little kid I liked that because I thought that's um, it it adds one more layer to Bruce Wayne as a character because it adds that level of guilt because the only reason that fucker turns around is because he, he says he that and he's like, oh, you're, oh. The Wayne you're the Wayne kid, kid, which means your parents are you're fucking rich and I can fuck, rob them yeah, for a exactly. lot of money. Right. So the only reason is so now he's got it's that layer fault. of yeah. it's his fault that his parents right. died. I and mean, I he, and I liked that because I think that adds... Um, it adds more to the psychosis of Batman if he thinks that his parents' death are his fault for a more legitimate reason than yeah. sometimes they throw into the normal comic books, yeah. which is, you know, which in the normal comic books, it was a totally random crime. They left the place happy mm-hmm. and they just got fucked. In this one, yeah, he's a snot and he's like, he's he's like, my parents are rich and the bad guy's like, oh, oh really? Oh, really? Oh, I know who you are. One other thing that you have to have in any Batman Origin story is him coming through a wall That's when there's right. a door. He right always comes through a wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doors. Fuck your door. I come through the wall. Doors are for Fuck the weak. Well, you know door. what I noticed though is in the zero issues, um, in one of them, and what's similar in here is he thinks it's a huge conspiracy uh, that his parents were murdered because um, his father was running for mayor, and you know it was you know his, he had him killed or whatever. But in Detective Comics, also, that's the current storyline of running in New 52. But in the other two books, it's more like it was a random. He understands it was a random crime and, and this and that. But they ran with the conspiracy portion, not with not with the random just noticed, crime thing. I just noticed his costume changes halfway through this book. Yes, he does change his costume. Yeah. yeah in he, the beginning of the book, he's old school Batman with the black bat he on has the, like gray. the gray. Batman ink. The and Batman then Adam ink West. Type. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the uh, in the later part of the book, he's actually got the yellow bat symbol right. that yeah. is God, holding up his cape. And symbol. I don't like that costume. Either. You know, the only time I like the only reason that I liked that yellow bat symbol was Jim when Woodrow. it got explained. No, when it, when they explained it in the the one book where he's like um, the rest of his costume is black except for this one bright yellow. Spot that's because that's where the most armor is, and that's what people will shoot at in the dark. Uh, I like that um, he used his cape as a weapon. Yes, it totally yes. made like a the cape? superhero cape no, a, a weapon. weapon. <laughs> yes, um, I, I really the only thing like I I really like this book. I, I I like it as a Batman tale. I think it's cool. It is inherent. The inherent disappointment in it is that 
this should have been the new 52 Batman. Oh. That's what this should... If they were going to fucking reboot the world, then reboot the fucking world. This should have been the origin for the new 52 Batman, and I think that would have made for a much better reboot and a much more... um, a much more eloquent introduction to the character and and the side characters and the ability to build off of what they put in this book. Now, we've got a Batman Earth 1 book, and it's cool, but it's likely all we're ever going to get. I was well, wondering there's if there's a sequel. Year, there's Superman Year 1, and Superman. I think there's a second volume. I've heard yet. that Superman Earth 1 is actually really bad. I haven't read it yet, but everyone that I've heard that's read it said and it I was terrible. I think they're planning on doing a Wonder Woman Year 1? That wouldn't surprise me. If they're going to do all of their iconics, then, then they might Justice as well. Do Justice League Year 1? Or Earth One? Uh, we don't need to do Justice League Earth One. Well, no, no Martian Manhunter. They're already doing Justice League. Was it Earth Two? Which is I I don't know, but I haven't heard it's that good. Sorry, I can't I can't Earth back you up on DC stuff, man. I'm like yeah. I know Batman. I, I know some of that. Okay, we've rambled on a long long Aquaman? enough about this. Uh, so it's Mr. Mixelplick. It's a <laughs> it's a reboot. It's a rebooted reboot that's actually really good. Uh, in my opinion. So I'm going to start the Bye Bower Burn with saying bye because I think it's absolutely worth it because of the fact that it's also a self-contained story that doesn't ha- you don't have to worry about the rest of the Batman continuity to understand it. Um, so I I say bye. It's uh, it's a little spendy, I guess. twenty two ninety nine, but it is hard-covered. Um, so nicely bound hardcover. Nicely bound hardcover. So... So buy, borrow, or burn. Bye, bye, bye. That's what I figured. <laughs> what about you, Ann? Um, I would say if you make money, <laughs> or if you don't read Batman and you want to start reading Batman, buy. If uh, start reading is a weird way well, to say that. If you want to read a cool Batman story, read a cool Batman story, yeah. right? But the thing is, like, I, I've read a smattering. I've probably read about six Bat books, and I really enjoyed reading this. I feel like it's a it's accessible, mm-hmm. and you can come to it with an understanding that, like, it's not canon. It's Elseworlds. Yeah. We're good. But I would say if you make money, buy. Otherwise, borrow. <laughs> Andy? I'm, I, if someone was talking to me about this book and said, you know, what would you say? I would ask them, how many Batman Elseworlds stories have you read? What is <laughs> origin story? If it was, like, zero to one, maybe two, and they really liked Batman, I'd be like, buy three to five i'd be like borrow it first if they're like i've read like seven of them i'd be like no you, you want nothing to do with it's, it. it's just it, another it's, one it's, it's like inversely proportional to the number of elseworld stories that you've read having to do with batman because it's one of the better ones but there's a but lot. there's a fuckload of and them. and the problem that happens is like you'll see bits of this one and you know like okay maybe there's a little bit of long halloween in here maybe we're gonna take it just to touch from the animated series mm-hmm. um we're gonna glance over at the actual story for a second we're gonna pull from like all these different source materials this one batman Jeff is a Jones pony is an amazing writer don't get me wrong he does a very good job with the ideas that he have the problem is if a story's been told 20 or 30 times there's not much new you can do with it yeah. while staying within the confines of the world right i was gonna say you can you can completely revamp it and give it an entirely new robo like, batman s- story but yeah, if you're staying within the confines of the typical Batman arc, then uh, one thing that deviated I from the, the, the Batman? typical Batman arc was the Flashpoint Batman story. Tom, where Thomas Wayne is Batman. Where Thomas Wayne oh, is Batman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, snap. Bruce Wayne got killed by the gunman, and Martha Wayne in her grief becomes the Joker. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. That's insane. It's really good. Cool. Well, she is from the Arkham.
So the next episode is going to be my suggestion. We're going to read the first trade of the Mice Templar. Uh, it's actually soon to be on volume three in hardcover. They're uh, they're working on volume. I think they're wrapping up volume three right now in in individual issues. I want to say that's or the is starting one, right? Yeah, okay. Emmy yeah, and Brian Brian Glass. Um, uh, it's really good, in my opinion. It's um, well, it's it's only Emming for the first volume, yeah. and then it, and then he gets replaced. But uh, it's um, it's so good, it's so it's, good. It's, it's so weird because like that and Mouse Guard came out around the same time. And yeah. They're so different. Yeah, they really are, and people and people equate them with each other, and they're nothing alike. Yeah. I think the creators um, are both sort of like, what, really? There's another mouse book? Oh, well, yeah, that's not like when, mine. Yeah, when we talked to Brian Glassett at uh, at. Emerald City, he he was like, yeah, it was totally parallel development. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have anything to do with each other or know each other. They had created their books and released them within months of each other. Um, it's like bring the same dress to the prom. Yeah. So, Mice Templar will be episode thirty-five, and then uh, episode thirty-six, we're going with Andy's suggestion of Flex Mentalo. Fuck yes. <laughs> Grant and, Morrison and uh, oh my god, I can't remember the artist's name. Big surprise! How of, how often do you actually do this? It's uh, Warren Ellison. Oh my god, I can't remember who draws this comic book. Uh, the artist, pictures. The artist is, is <laughs> who reads little... pictures. Yeah. <laughs> you always remember the writer. So we're going to do so... Flex Mentallo, who's clearly smarter than Andy. And number episode thirty-seven, we're going to do Secret Six. Uh, Hooray! Unless something changes between now and then, which occasionally it does. But Secret Six is what we'll plan on. Uh, did you guys have anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap this shit up? Dr. Horrible sing-along blog is going to come to television on the CW. And that will be hilarious because then more than derpy people on the internet might talk about it. I've seen it. No, fucking know, right? derpy CW people will take will right. <laughs> right. I've seen it. Get on. It's, the- you know what's weird is that CW has had some pretty decent fucking shows though. Like Sur- Supernatural is CW and Smallville. And, yeah. Yeah. Smallville. So uh, get on the internet and look at uh, their sneak peeks from uh, New Cat America. Uh, some stuff from Iron Man. Some stuff from Thor. If you're interested in comic book movies, there are some some little things. There actually, I did see something. I saw a full. Body Thanos that's supposed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy huh. looks right. Looks like he jumped. Frank off. quietly, quite quietly, <laughs> quietly. <laughs> is it Frank quietly? Yeah. Oh, okay. Looks okay. looks like he jumped off of the fucking Marvel Comics page. Andy so Tourette's. They're not. They're not deviating from that. I mean, he is the fucking Purple Titan that we all know and love. So I need to get Woo. the. Uh, I need to get the new X Men omnibus, like ridiculous doorstop omnibus that they that they made because oh, it's supposed to be yes. like the whole of Ooh. new X-Men in an omnibus that's like this Holy fucking shit. thick. Like what? It's for Everything. I totally wrote this it's down at some point. So remember when we did Adolf and everyone was like, this is mm-hmm. totally weird and Andy didn't like it. Hate, um, ha- I hate. I, it's not a, a term that I use often. Okay. <laughs> but my point is they're re-releasing it as fucking retitled in huge. Yeah, it's called Message to Adolf now. Okay. Because... I don't know, America. Um, and it's in like these very nice, like honking huge. They just have the first one out. It covers about half the story, um, hardcover uh, through press. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but message to Adolf, if you wanted to pick that up and not spend a buttload on Amazon unused. I, I bet that they, uh, I, it has to be, I'm willing to bet that it's a copyright thing. I'm willing to bet there's something else out there that's got the Adolf copyright. Probably. So they have to, they have to change it. Um, so check out the After the Fact podcast. That's our classic gaming show. Did you uh, 
on www.geekrific.com. Uh, we uh, nice save. <laughs> Eddie's Eddie's on the show. Matt Coyne is on the show. James Dykes is on the show. Uh, Andy occasionally shows up yeah. when there's a game that he likes or, or something. Or really hates. Joel's been on a show, so it's it's kind of our once. catch-all for for random geek horrific stuff. Brand. Yeah, it's the geek horrific brand. Uh, rate us on iTunes. It helps us get more listeners. It helps us. Uh, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Uh, Get rid of my DNA. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, go on, go and rate us, write a review uh, on iTunes. We I don't have so very many, many reviews right so now. We've meetings. we've got like sixteen Seven? or seventeen reviews on after the fact, and we have one for for trade we'll secrets. Get more ratings. We've got a lot of ratings, got no reviews. So go review us, please. Uh, it helps us out. Review us on Zoom as well. Since you can't rate us, you can go to social.zoom.net and search for the show and rate it and write a review there. Shout out to Snickerfoot, our one Zoom Snicker Furfoot. The Zoom yes. listener. Be like Snicker. Rate us. <laughs> We might surprise you with free shit. No shit. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, the main show feed is at Trade Secrets Pod. Uh, it's mostly for show show announcements. Occasionally, we post other th- stuff. Occasionally, but I accidentally post in there. Did we ever, get, did you ever get any haikus? I never got any haikus. Though. Not yet. That's why I was going to go into uh-huh. when I'm done with this. Uh, uh, our our individual Twitter feeds. My I am at Geek Elite. Anne is at Anne Bean Tweets. Eddie is at Sambo Black. Uh, Sambo Black. Uh, Andy is at Mathtastrophe. Joel, when he's around, is at Superfly, but it's spelled weird. Um, so now that I've gone over the Twitter, I'm going to talk about our contest. We got no responses to last to the last one, but then again, the show was posted late, so people haven't had a hell, hell of a lot of time. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to mention this one more time. I have a free copy of uh, of the Sixth Gun Cold Dead Fingers, which is the first trade of the Sixth Gun on Comixology. And the contest is simple. Write us a Sixth Gun haiku in a tweet and tweet it to at Trade Secrets Pod. Uh, if we like the... If we're we're going to take all the tweets. We're going to gather them up. We're going to judge them. If we even if we receive one tweet and that's the only tweet that's the only haiku then that person is going to win themselves a digital copy of of the sixth gun for free. Um, otherwise, uh, tweet us haikus of the sixth gun, something that you like. Um, if you don't know about the sixth gun, make shit up because that's probably going to be funny too. Uh, and we will judge them, and hopefully we will get enough by the next show. If we get any submissions at all by the time we we record the next show, uh, which let's see, two weeks from the ninth, it'll be. Roughly the twenty third, twenty fifth ish, depending on when we get together. So you have till uh, October twenty something to to get your submissions in, and we will uh, we will judge them on the show, and then the winner will get a free copy of the Sixth Gun. Um, it's funny because uh, Colin Bunn even retweeted me when I mentioned the comp- contest on Twitter, and uh, we still got no we still got no, no responses. So. Come think, on, guys! I think everyone actually owns the sixth gun. It's entirely point. possible. It's entirely possible that the whole world owns this book. So I'm okay with that. I'm sure Colin's all right with it. Too. Yeah, yeah, no shit, right? He's like, please read the damned. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna follow some information, like our Facebook page on Facebook.com/slash Trade Secrets Podcast. Uh, if you want to be a part of the show, you can email us uh, questions, comments, rants, raves to Trade Secrets at or you can hit us on Twitter or Facebook. Write us a haiku. Get a free, get some free shit. Thank you for joining us tonight, Andy. Hail Satan. Thank you, Anne. Hail Diana, <laughs> Queen of the Amazons. I don't know. Thank you, Eddie. 
Swear to me! <laughs> I am Luke, and this has been episode 34 of the Trade Secrets Podcast. 33, 33. 33. 34. No, 34, because 30, 35, 35 is going to be... 35. Uh, yeah, third. Thir- right. <laughs> 33 was 33 was Curate Ipsum. 34 is this show. 35 is Mice 30, Templar. 34 and 22 over 7. I Trust me, I got it right this time. Yep. I know like, I fucked you up last yeah. time. Trust me, I said it on the show, but... Hey, Luke, what's the episode number? It's 6. Hey guys, welcome to episode six. Wait a second, this is goddamn six. We've been doing this show for a year. Work it harder, make it better, do it faster, makes us stronger, all than ever.